stop right there. Before we continue with this video, I need you to do me the one biggest thing you can do for this show, and that is to like, comment, share, subscribe. Please follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, and like us on Facebook at W-R-E-W-I-N-D-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. And you can also please, 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 please help us reach our subscriber goals. Thank you, and let's get on with the show. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Jolt and Joe's Wrestling Radio. I've got the crew here with me. I have got the new mouth of the South, Tyler Peters, who uh, is the Ed McMahon of wrestling. And I've got, well, the boss. The boss is here. <laughs> the chairman, the godfather of the Rewind Wrestling Podcast Network, Mr. Terrible Ted. How are you, boys? All right, all right. I like that. They they had to answer at exactly the same time. We're getting really good at this. Wow. <laughs> well, listen, we had a big weekend and a pretty interesting week um, so far as we're recording this. Uh, and and I think the, the fairest place to start would be with WrestleMania. WrestleMania A and WrestleMania B. <laughs> now, Ted, I'm going to throw this to you because you have the results of our um, our guesstimates, our predictions. Yes, sir. From uh, last week. And uh, some of them were pretty good. Some of them were pretty ugly. Yes, sir. Uh, so why don't you go over that, man? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, overall... Uh, Joe, you and Tyler had seven apiece, seven correct out of the 16 matches. Um, I had 10 out of 16 correct. Uh, I wouldn't call that anything other than dumb luck, really, but, but it's, what, uh, it's what happened. <laughs> the, uh, you know, something that we, that we all got wrong, I don't want to hit every single match because I feel like that would take up a, a bunch of our time tonight, but um, a couple of things that really stood out to me. Um, a, we we all picked Bill Goldberg to beat whoever replaced Roman Reigns, and we were all wrong. Um, we all picked Bobby Lashley to go over Aleister Black, and we were all wrong. And uh, and we all picked the Undertaker to go over AJ Styles, and we were all correct. So those were three. Those were three of our picks. Those were the only three picks where we all had. The same exact thing, and uh, we were we were only one for three, boys, batting batting uh, three hundred there. But it was, uh, uh, it was really tough, I have to say, Ted. It, it was. was really tough to uh, to pick, and of course there were a few changes that we didn't quite know how it was going to go. Yep. Um, you know, uh, so overall, not too bad. But you were the man. That's why you're the godfather of the podcast network. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you. All right. So um, why don't we go around the uh, horn here? Why don't uh, you guys tell us what you liked? Tell us uh, what, you, what you didn't like. And uh, that might be a good way of cutting right through this. Why don't we start with Tyler? Yeah, well, what I liked, and I think we all can agree with it, is the uh, NXT Women's Championship match, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. You guys hit it the nail right on the head. Great storytelling. 
those two had the chemistry, you would have thought they were they were meant to wrestle this match. Just to me, one of the greatest matches in a long time and the best of both nights of WrestleMania. Really going to keep it short. I just thought that was a tremendous match. And hey, I did pick Charlotte. Hey, if I, I my record's not good, I'll take that one. Um, I picked the queen. That's a flair name. Come on. Perfect. It was, uh, I thought it was an outstanding match, but go ahead, Ted. Well, wait, 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 hang on, hang on. You, you picked your, uh, you picked your favorite. Why don't you give us a, a, a low, a low spot there? A low spot on the whole car? Sure. Well, it's got to be that Firefly Funhouse match. I, I'm going to be honest. It, it had its comedic moments, and I, I know, I, I don't know. I just, I could not understand it. I don't know. I don't know. He's walking out. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. You, you got the host to leave the show, Tyler. What are you doing? It's that cowboy stuff you're wearing, man. It's that cowboy stuff you're wearing. That's enough to make him run. to be honest. Well, you do have to be honest, but, uh, well, it's not my turn, so. <laughs> <laughs> Oh so my! I'll oh wait my. till later to beat the crap out of you. Oh my! Oh my! Well, you know, I'll uh, I'll say this: I had I had many moments that I thought were were really fantastic on this card. In fact, it, I would have to say, having been at WrestleMania last year, that I thought that this WrestleMania was better than WrestleMania last year in New Jersey. Um, I thought that the majority of of this card was much more solid. Um, and there was a lot of fan service overall. Um, if I had to pick one thing to be my A-list number one item on the card, I, I, I don't know how I could pick anything other than the Boneyard match. Um, I feel like that was my, that was my come to Jesus moment <laughs> with, with pro wrestling. Uh, it was the ultimate deletion on steroids and it was just, it was just fantastic. You know, um, it gave us the, the little bit of the dead man in, in the theatrics of it, but it gave us the American badass and the, in the display of it. It was the perfect balance to Taker's career and where he is at this point in what he does. And, um, I, I was very pleased with that match just overall and, and everyone that took part in it really did it. And, uh, fun fact for you guys that thing took five days to set up and took eight hours to film you know for that that. for that 20 minute segment um if i had to pick my low light i had three real low lights on this on this card um but i'm gonna go with the one that that was surprising in its low light for me and that was the raw tag team championship match um you know, I, I had said on the show last week with you guys that I thought that that match would be a barn burner and that it, it had potential to steal the show. And boy, did they just, A, not give it a lot of time, which I think was probably because Montez is probably a little banged up after flat backing on Raw two days before and how they taped it. Um, but they it, it was just a, a real short match. It, it didn't deliver. If we had gotten the match from Monday Night Raw on the WrestleMania card... <laughs> I'd be having a different story about it, but that's my low light. All right. Well, um, I don't know if you can, if you've picked this up on my feed here, but um, 
I feel like I'm in PCO's uh, uh, <laughs> dungeon at the moment because one of my lights is uh, flashing. So uh, we'll have to we'll ha- I'll have to see if I can fix it in a minute when when one of you guys is talking. So don't mind me. Uh, or we'll uh, we'll stop the tape. That's all. We'll figure it out. Yes, sir. But I'm going to keep going here right now. Um, I agree with Tyler that uh, you know what a what a fantastic uh, match uh, for Charlotte and Rhea. Beyond expectations, um, I loved what they did. Um, yep. So that absolutely a highlight. I agree with you. Uh, about uh, Ted, about the um, cinematic uh, battle between AJ and uh, The Undertaker. A lot of fun, fun ending. Um, My first reaction was, what is this? You, in fact, sent sent me a message saying, give it a minute. You're right. You're absolutely right. But I'm going to tell you, in terms of creativity, Tyler, you are so wrong about the Funhouse. You you don't have a clue, son. Yeah, and I'll tell you why. You don't get to rebut. You don't get to rebut. No, 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 no. It was, um, in terms of, it, it, again, it was cinematic. Uh, it was thematic. It was about flashing back to Cena in the past and really to Bray as well, mm-hmm. you know? So I think the bravery of it for both of those guys was that it showed that when you look back, hey, some things work, some things don't. This is the way it is, but here we are now. Bray Wyatt, the Fiend, was pulling a psychological thriller. And I like that. It took me a little time to figure out where it was going. But I think in hindsight, now if you watch it again, it's even you know, more intriguing to me. you know. And that's where, now I understand... Why Bray Wyatt, why The Fiend doesn't need a title. Because mm-hmm. if they do things like this, man, and I love the Firefly Funhouse as well, those segments, because, you know, they're a play on a kid's show, a, t- a twisted version. Yep. So I've always loved that. Yep. Why was I disappointed? Well, there were a few to me that were just out and out boring. But, and I know... You guys probably are not going to dis- uh, agree with me, but I really thought that the Edge um, match was uh, painfully slow. And, uh, you know, we'll talk more about what happened a few days later, but uh, that was a disappointment for me because you got two guys with amazing at- intensity. Um, and, uh, I didn't feel like it delivered or it could have delivered better if it didn't take what seemed like hours. Yeah. There you go, boys. Yeah. First of all, Tyler, I'm going to, I'm just going to put out there that, uh, that Papa Joe just spanked you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I 
that must be the cowboy stuff, man. He, he got me. <laughs> he sets himself it. up for this. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> what I will say about the Edge-Randy Orton match, I agree that it went too long. When you, you know, we were all talking during WrestleMania. We were all texting a little bit. Um, you know, I texted you back and said, do you want this to end? Right? And part of me was like, oh, man, we're getting, like, an edge match that's going 20-plus minutes, and this is really showing that he's back. And then, you know, the next 10 minutes went by, and we were still there, <laughs> you know. Um, and so the development was too slow in my mind. But I think that it was set to achieve certain things. It was it was set to achieve letting us know that edge can go through a knockdown drag out, take big bumps, um, get hit with stuff, do big flashy spots on tops of, on the top of a truck and still be okay. You know, they didn't want to treat him with kid gloves and then we're all worried about him for a year like we were with Daniel Bryan, you know? Um, and so I, I feel like that this match did that for us. It could have done it for us in 10 minutes less time, which I said on the, the podcast, on the season finale of season two of the podcast, which you can find right here on our YouTube channel, by the way. Um, you know, I, I said on the show with Will and Mike, I said, you know, take that 10 minutes and give it to the Raw Tag Team Championship match, and all of a sudden you have two better matches, you know? Um, yeah. So that that was my my concern with it, was the timing and the development. But, you know, I was happy to see those two guys be able to go out there and put a program out there that they had fun with. And you could tell they were having fun, you know? I wanted, especially with Randy Orton, I wanted more, more violence. I wanted more anger. I wanted more psycho. Um, but you know, it's interesting. I'm gonna just sidestep a little bit here. What I'm finding now is we work together a little more. Um, Ted, you're the philosopher. <laughs> Absolutely the philosopher. I tend to um, react more on an emotional level. You know, I want that boom. You know, mm-hmm. give me something. Let me react to it. Yep. And Tyler. <laughs> okay, so let's. Put... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a heat magnet. I got. <laughs> I got him. I'm, I'm two for two. You know he's going to kill me at some point. No, gosh, no. I'm, I'm having fun, man. I, I just, I just love you guys. Just take guys, the rib. <laughs> I'm mean tonight. I'm so sorry. No, it's good. I think it's good. Uh, uh, okay. I'll tell you what. Why don't we? Why don't we move on to Monday night and Raw? Yeah. Okay. So what? Now that we've spoken about Raw, what? No, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, um. Go ahead, Tyler. Let's throw it to Tyler here. This is fair. Let, let Tell us what you liked, what you didn't like. Hey, I'll start with that first match. Oscar and Liv Morgan, I thought, was a pretty solid match. But I think it, Liv Morgan's really impressing me. I think her, this is a nice push for her, being away from the right spot. And Oscar, to me, really, with any opponent, she helps the other. I mean, mm-hmm. once they settle down, she can kind of get the pace going. To me, just overall, just was very impressed in, by this match with Liv Morgan and Asuka. That's really all I'm going to add to uh, to that point. 
What's something you didn't like, Tyler? Uh, something I didn't like? I don't know. It's, uh, the, you know what? The matches were not bad. I, I, well, there is one match. It's that Brandon Fink, and I hate to say it, Humberto Carrillo. I, I mean, bless his heart. They just are not doing him any favors. I mean, they're really not doing Brandon Fink any favors. Any of these NXT guys having to wrestling. That's probably the one takeaway that I did like about the Monday Night Raw. The car, but the rest of it I thought was pretty good. Okay, all right. Uh, Raw for me was, uh, and admittedly, I did not watch the whole show. I was actually filming the season finale of the podcast down here in in what I call Rewind Studios, which is a glorified basement with a Ring of Honor flag. But I have a projector to my right, and uh, and everything that I watch down here is projected onto a wall. And uh, so I had Monday Night Raw on muted over here, and I'm filming the podcast here. Um, and, you know, uh, I didn't like that we got so many rematches from WrestleMania from the night before. Um, or that we featured that same talent again, I should say. You know, um, we featured... Seth Rollins, boom, right away again. We had a rematch of the Raw Tag Team Championship match, and then it turned into a singles match, and then it turned into that six-man tag match, um, which I guess Bianca Belair is part of the Street Profits now. I mean, I know she's married yeah, to Montez, but called her up. Yeah. you know, but but what a waste of a of a way to use her right off the bat. I think, um, but that's besides the point, uh, and. and then we got this, this, this really happened at WrestleMania, but we're going to show it tonight on Raw, a match between the Big Show and Drew McIntyre. And listen, the match was good. The match was okay, and it put Drew over big time. Um, I don't understand why they couldn't have just done a little bit longer match with Brock and made Drew look a little stronger against Brock after all this build um, at WrestleMania. But we're not on WrestleMania anymore. I'm going to leave that be. <laughs> um you know, one thing I really liked about Monday Night Raw was the return of Nia Jax and the fact that she's using the Rampage with permission from Paige to do so. And uh, I feel like that's really that's really a great finisher for her to use, a great a great signature move for her to use. And I was excited to see her come back and look as clean as she did. Yeah, very, very nice to see her back. I agree. Um... Because it's, gosh, it's been a year, and as they, one of the announcers said, I don't know who said it, but it was just, uh, we needed her back, or something complimentary like that. And it's good, because they do need her for the division. Um, maybe they need Bianca Belair, too, but you wouldn't know it from, let's just throw her in with the Street Profits. Now, granted, maybe I, maybe I want to be fair about this. The, uh, you know, they've got to come up with something to put into those three hours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And uh, you know what? Raw hasn't exactly blown us away. Of course, SmackDown hasn't either. But for over a three-hour time span, Raw hasn't blown us away in a long time, you know. So um, maybe that's another attempt at creativity. Maybe that's, hey, we don't even know what the manpower was when they went into Monday. 
You know, that's another issue. Right. Oh, Bianca's there. We could throw Bianca in. You just don't know. If we were looking at this from behind the scenes, you know, who's on who's on the scorecard? It could be a lot less than we thought, especially with two days of, you know, WrestleMania yeah. and everything else that's going on. Yeah. But, um, I will say that uh, I enjoyed the Drew Big Show match. Yes. Uh, but when Big Show came out, it was puzzling. Why Big Show? But I allowed myself to open up to that and just say, okay, look. He's the Big Show. He's a big monster. You know, we'll give somebody, give Drew a big monster to look better than he did on the on Sunday. Sunday, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, although, you know, show is slow, man. Uh, so, I agree with you, Ted. There was better ways to do this, but that's what they did, and uh, so be it. Who knows? Maybe Brock didn't want... That was it. That was what they were... He was... They were giving... He was giving them. You know? Right. Maybe that was it. Thank you. Good night. And uh, call me when you're... When you need me again. I don't know. Yeah. Just yeah, throwing it out there. Yep. All right, boys. Um, well, that brings us to Wednesday. Um, <laughs> and Ted and I... Ted and I definitely had a... I guess a, a minor dis- disagreement, but we'll get to that um, in a minute. But why don't we why don't we start with NXT? Because I have to tell you uh, that this week, you know, um, and by the way, my wife, who I will use as a yardstick on occasion here, because um, she really only reacts to WWE things mm. um, as long as she can stay up to watch it. Um, she was like, the big show? Where did he come from? Uh, in any case, she said, well, can't we watch NXT first tonight? You know, which means I watch AEW on Thursday. You right. Because I'm too old to be able to watch, you know, four hours in a row. Uh, I, I can't do that anymore, boys. Um, so anyway, that's where we started with Tyler. NXT, I have a feeling you were pretty happy with it. I was. Uh, I got to tell you, a solid show. Some reason this brand gets it right. I, Raw and SmackDown need to learn. It's, it's about time. Learn from not having the manpower. Because that ladder match, the women's ladder match was great. I mean, it was, it was crazy, but it was crazy good. It wasn't all over the place crazy. To me, I didn't mind Robert Stone getting involved in Gonzalez. That, that was fine. Them interfering. And to me, Sherrod versus Charlotte, she's the one that won it. I'm all for it. And Chelsea Green, it gives all these, you know, Ray, all of them a chance to uh, to shine. And really, they're they're making up for takeovers because they weren't able to have it, so they're kind of putting that on there. I think it's a good way to introduce everybody, all your storylines. It was just a great match. And they, the spots matter in these NXT matches. It's not just for the sake of the spot. And that that's really... Just some quick takeaways I had. I, I thought that match was good in the course. Hey, Gargano and Champ, I can't wait to see what y'all thought of that. That's the other match. Oh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's that's gonna be that's gonna be fun. 
Oh. Well, you know, I uh, I bounce back and forth as I usually do on Wednesday nights, and I found myself just turning AEW off time after time after time this Wednesday, um, and going back to NXT. Uh, you know, the part of that I think comes from the fact that we are being fed a lot of squash right now in AEW. And while we'll still we'll still get a little bit of that in NXT as well. And we did this week, obviously, with the with the tag team match um in NXT this week. Uh I felt that just the wrestling overall was better on the NXT brand as opposed to AEW this week. I didn't feel very strongly about AEW this week in terms of wrestling. Uh, although I did particularly like uh, Britt Breaker and and Sheeta, but we'll get to that when we talk about AEW a little bit more. But I really feel like NXT took the cake this week, and uh, the main event really solidified that for me. Um, you know, I had some people that were throwing throwing their hands in the air about the the main event for NXT, and it wasn't just Joe; it was other people. Um, so I took my response to Joe and I put it out there for everybody <laughs> on Twitter because I just I, I I didn't have time to argue with everybody. So I said, for anyone that has a problem with this, here it is. You know. Oh man, but I felt like that main event delivered. I feel like that you know we can only get so much that's going to be different between these two guys that have been at it twice before in these epic matches that has a huge hype to live up to. I feel like the way that they shot this with the semi-cinematic matchup made it feel strong and different, and the the involvement of Johnny's wife made it feel strong and different. And, uh, you know, and I feel like at the end of the day, we get a really good match out of them, even if it was a little bit repetitive. I will say that it got a little bit repetitive. Super kick, big boot. Super kick, big boot. Hey, let's go out and do this on a truck. Super kick, big boot. Super kick, big boot. Hey, let's do this and get off the truck. Super kick, big boot. You know. But uh, did anyone did anyone spot Joe's favorite guy in the car at the end of the show? That's the real question. I saw someone. I didn't go back to see who it was. I let it go. It's Killer Cross, my friend. It's Killer it was Cross. Cross. I love that. I love that. Cross and Scarlet sitting in the car. Oh my gosh. I gotta go back now. <laughs> They're just sitting yeah. there looking at them. Johnny. Well. <laughs> you know, the Garganos are, are walking, stumbling out to the car, and Killer's just sitting there. <laughs> you know? Ah. Perfect. Well, I'll, I'll react when you're done. Oh, I'm so. done. I'm done. I okay. want to hear. I want to hear what Jolt and Joe has to say <laughs> about uh, NXT this week. Okay, so um, agree with a lot of what you all have put on the table there. Um, yes, NXT tends to be more consistent. Um, I still. Um, I spent more time with them this week than I did with AEW, but 
we can go into that in a little while. The big match, Gargano and Ciampa, thought started promising, um, but it, having had the Edge uh, match two days before, three days before, yeah. I felt like I was watching, almost watching a rerun, okay? So mm. since I wasn't as thrilled with that, now you gave me 45 minutes or an hour of the same thing. Let's get up on a truck. And commercials, commercial breaks. They're up on the truck. There's a commercial. They're walking back into the into the arena. What happened on a truck? Is somebody thrown off of the truck? No, clearly not. But so that annoyed me. Now Ciampa starts pulling the ring up, and you got the boards. And okay, well, this could be pretty pretty nasty, right? Mm, yeah, sort of, kinda. You know, uh, same thing again. We're in. Uh, we're in an empty building, but there's a lot of stuff around. So we can, you know, did I want more violence? You know, maybe I'm spoiled by some of the other smaller um, promotions, you know, uh, or people like Mance Warner and Jimmy Havoc. Mm. Sorry about that. Jimmy Havoc, you know. But, and I know a lot of people don't like that. And maybe, you know, they don't want that on TV. But anyway... To get right down to it, it was repetitive, long. Um, it wasn't creative enough for me based on what I had seen before, except for the ending. The ending annoyed the hell out of me. <laughs> no, and, and that's good, you know. Yeah. That's good in the sense that I was like, what? You know, the kick, the first kick... Uh, from Candace to Johnny was like, whoa, okay. So now I agree with you, Ted. We kind of got pulled in by um, by uh, Champa mm-hmm. as ha- he's got sympathy now. You know, the Blackheart, they're brothers. They hate each other, but they're brothers, you know, sort yep. of thing. And then what I'll call the screw job, <laughs> yeah. you know, you know, funny, clever really annoying because Candace finished it. They didn't. Which means that you got worked. And it and that means that it worked. <laughs> I, I will absolutely not disagree with you. You know, I'm just telling again, here I come from the emotional standpoint of this is what I'm reacting to. Yep. So there it is. And I think now I'm going to go to the, uh, to the Scarlet uh, killer thing. I think I was just at that point drained by like, are you kidding me? Ah, Why, why is it that I don't like this, that I didn't even see it. So I thank you for pointing that out. Absolutely. I can't wait for those guys. (laughs) All right, my friends, so uh, NXT brings us to AEW. 
Now, the boys seem to have been pretty disappointed uh, this week. So let's start with Tyler because, um, you know, he, he just doesn't get it. So let's see if we can help him get it. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Are you sure? I mean, because I feel like. No. No, no, I'm evil. <laughs> no, I, I'm trying to I, be the heel. Yeah. No, I, I tell you, my AEW review, I'm just going to go to the negative, okay? It's got to be the tag team match. I couldn't stand it. I've got to be honest. Omega Nakasawa doing that crazy stuff. What's with the baby oil? What? Is that pro wrestling? I, I can't stand that. That's not even sports entertainment. That's it's crazy. With uh, taking on the best friends, and you got to have Orange Cassidy. I apologize. I'm not a big fan. It's nothing against independent promotions. I just can't get behind the guy. Freshly squeezed. I don't care how squeezy he is. I just can't get with it. I can't. I'm with everybody, though. The women's match, you know, Sheeta Baker. Thank God the main event and that match saved it. Because really, the rest of it, I could care less. And the commentary, let's give Chris Jericho a lot of credit and Tony Schiavone. Because I think that helped save a lot of it too. That, that was good. That's all I'm going to hit on because I was so disappointed because I really like AW. It it's, doesn't sound like it, but I do. So, Ted, what are your thoughts? I can't wait to hear your opinion. Okay. Um, everything Tyler just said, yes. <laughs> um, which you may never hear me say again. So, savor it oh, while you can, on. you know? <laughs> But, you know, I, I got to say, um, uh, you know, Jericho on commentary is always gold. You know, whenever he did the guest commentator stuff when he was with WWE, it was always gold. Um, he's an absolute master on the microphone and he can adapt to almost any situation. So I, I feel like he did save a lot of the ship for as, as fast as it was sinking there. Um, I think that there are some glaring issues that are caused by the coronavirus and I'm going to go ahead and say it and they can demonetize me. It's fine. Um, you know, there are a number of issues that are caused by this pandemic and the, the most of which for AEW is that they are in the same position as WWE with recycling talent week in and week out with a less well-known talent pool, you know, which is why we get 10 minute videos throughout the AEW show, not one, but several about John Moxley versus Jack Hager or Jake Hager. Sorry. Mixed up his ring names there. Um, Jake Hager for, for next week, you know, and I get it. They want us to watch that match, but come on. I don't need a 10 minute video about it. You know, even the, even WWE's not giving that to me. They're just giving me old matches. I'd rather watch the old matches. <laughs> you know? Um, they more entertaining. Yeah. I, I thought Britt Baker and Sheeta were the were absolute highlights on the show. Um, I thought Britt Baker asking the ref for the glove so she could still do her finisher was priceless. Um yeah, you know, she was like, I can't put my hand in her mouth. I blood on it. Give me your glove. Give me your glove, you know. Um, you know, so that was that was really cool um, that, that they held that match together and they did it so well. They did. 
And Britt Baker is honestly the face of that women's division, even though she hasn't wrestled in four or five weeks. Um, you know, and, and Cody versus Sean Spears, there's no way that that match is going to be bad, right? The two of those guys are just absolute pros. They can go. It was entertaining. It was fun. It was back and forth. We all knew Cody was going to win, right? Um, there was no question about that. And so I just feel like at the end of the day, it was another episode of the same, right? We're starting to get into SmackDown territory with Dynamite, where we're starting to get, okay, we're going to get a Lance Hoyt squash match. We're going to get Brody Lee making fun of Vince McMahon in a vignette. We're going to get Cody Rhodes doing some fun in-ring stuff. And we're going to get some kind of women's match. And, okay, we've successfully plotted Dynamite. Let's roll dice to see where they go in the show order. And that's kind of where how I felt about Dynamite this week. Mm. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna address the squashes. You got uh, Spears and uh, and Archer, or maybe not. Oh, Brody! Sorry, Brody, yeah, Brody Lee. Lee. Okay, you're building up monsters. I don't have a problem with you know Wham Bam. Thank you, man. Okay, so I don't have an issue with that because I want. Monsters, right? I want guys who you you know that you could potentially be convinced that they're gonna they're gonna level somebody when it gets up the ladder. Uh, again, Cody and Spears, fine, liked yeah. it, good deal. Uh, Britt Baker, man, I I guess she caught a knee because I heard that that was a, a deviated septum that caused that. So even Jericho knew, because he was saying that's deep, or he said deep or rich, yeah. uh, as he described it. So he knew that, you know, he knew it wasn't just some kind of, you know. Blemish, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, I thought, I totally agree. They held it together and, I got to tell you, if I was Britt Baker, <laughs> I would have taken her in the back and uh, give her a, a once over because, you know, uh, Britt really, uh, there was potential for her to be pretty upset over that happening. But then again, they are professionals and, and this does happen. So, yes. all right, I'm good with that. Um, another thing that I didn't like was the uh, the ringside folks. You know, we've been talking about this. I'm okay with the cheerleading. I was pretty okay with that. We've been joking about the rule of 10, but but they were touching. Britt Baker gave uh, somebody a kiss uh, or a hug. You know, they're holding uh, you know, some of the wrestlers. That's not a good example to set. So, um, you know, I was upset with that. I will say I am absolutely an AEW fan. I'm not a crazed AEW fan. You know, no no offense uh, intended. Some people just are more passionate about it. Mm-hmm. But I like what they do. This was not one of the better weeks. And Tyler, I so agree that tag match, you know, it's went beyond comedy spots. Yeah, yeah. 
You know, it really did. And I didn't like it. And that helps me understand sometimes where a guy like Cornette loses his mind over Kenny Omega, you know. Oh, I agree, yeah. So, there you go. I'm done, yeah. boys. No, I, I agree. I, I understand it. But used to, I'll say, well, Cornette just don't like this guy. But he does do his hands a certain way. I, I can't help it. It's kind of jazzy. I mean, you know, I hate to say it. Hey, I'm from the South. Me and Cornette's got it going on, man. He's from Louisville. I'm from Tennessee. Come on. We're in trouble. I, <laughs> you know what? I agree with a lot of what he says. And I disagree with a lot of what he says, but he's a legend. So, uh, you know. That he uh, is. You know, there's no question about that. That he is. <laughs> Boys, we're, we're about at the end of this thing here. And uh, first, I, I want to thank both of you because it, as – Tyler usually says, I'm not giving him a chance to be a suck-up tonight. I'm going to do it and just say how much I enjoy um, doing this with you both, um, you know, your knowledge. and uh, It's just fun. It's just fun talking about wrestling. And that's really all I ever wanted to, uh, uh, you know, kind of get out of this. Mm -hmm. Um, Ted, I'm so happy that uh, the network is coming along. Uh, I know you're, you'll have some surprises in the future for us. So that's mm-hmm. awesome yeah. as well. Um, we have a special guest next week. If all goes well, and you know, in wrestling, it doesn't always all go well. <laughs> that's but, right. That's right. But, but, but uh, I got to say, I'm really excited about this one. Uh, somebody who stepped up and said, yeah, we'd love to, to uh, get on with you guys. It is Joseph. Samael, who you will know from a lot of different things. I'm a big fan of his from uh, Contra's work yeah. in MLW with Jacob Fatu. Uh, the two of them uh, are um, with uh, Ultra uh, PC, uh, PCW, I think. Ultra PCW out mm-hmm. on Sounds the right. Coast. Yeah. And uh, as War Beast, uh, he's got a list of, of uh, accomplishments that go pretty deep, including a stint as an NWA champion. So, uh, yes, sir, beat Colt Cabana for it, I think. Yeah. So, so Ted, uh, I don't know about you, Tyler. I don't know about you, but um, this. This is really the first time we've had a uh, full-on heel, a flame-throwing, blood-gouging heel coming on. I think it's going to be fascinating. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. Can't wait. It sounds awesome. Just please protect me. I mean, you don't have to. Man, Potential for violence is heavy there, Mr. Uh, Mr. New Mouth of the South. Mr. Cowboys fan. That's what he means by that, as Cowboys fan. You know? <laughs> all I know is, all I know is, you would be, I'm old, so I get a pass. You would be the, <laughs> you would be the perfect target for one of the, one, oh, uh, you know, Joseph Samael is also known as the absolute Chic, and uh, 
so uh, you know you're you're perfect target for this. I, I know, and for I that fireball count and, on you guys. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, I'm looking forward to it. All right, you guys. I think we we uh, I think we should wrap it up. I want to thank everybody for listening again. Ted, why don't you take us out with uh, with your information about your wonderful podcast network that we're really proud to be a part of. Awesome, Joe. Thanks, man. So, folks, please remember to like, comment, share, and subscribe on this video. Or if you're listening on one of our podcast host sites, please make sure to subscribe. It's always, always, always a big help for us to know that we have listeners out there. And uh, we have some big stuff coming out. This is the first official season of the Jolt and Joe Wrestling Radio Show here on the Rewind Wrestling Network. We are also going to be welcoming a new show to the network this season where we are going to have a former student of mine, Tyler Wooters, and, uh, and his buddy from out in Colorado. They're going to be doing a gaming show for us exclusively here on YouTube with streaming on Twitch. And we're going to be calling that the Wrestle Game Rewind. They're going to be hitting every wrestling game from, at the, that they can possibly get their hands on from every generation of system. And they're going to be playing and doing uh, cross-system comparisons and all kinds of stuff. And we're going to end it with a ranking each time. Super excited to have those guys on the, the network with us as well. Uh, we have more stuff coming up with the ACPW folks. We are going to be doing a, a group chat with the ACPW folks about modern professional wrestling pretty soon. Much like you see with us here on uh, using video chat. And uh, guys, please remember to follow us on social media for the Rewind Wrestling Podcast. Okay, you can find that at W-R-E-W-I-N-D-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. You can find that on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And soon, very soon, we will also have our website up and running. So please remember to catch us there as well. All right, you guys. Next week. Joseph Samael. Later, boys.